fight And we don't have to kill Everybody in the whole wide world Really just needs to chill No, we don't have to fuss No, no, no We don't have to fight Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Just Chill with Oliver George. This is episode 73. And sitting across from me, I have a very funny comedian who also happens to have amazing hair. Uh, before we get into it, though, I want to remind you, if you are watching but you would prefer an audio-only version, you can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and other places like that. However, if you are listening on one of those and you didn't realize there was a visual side to the show, please come check it out here on YouTube. If you would hit that subscribe button, it does mean a lot to me. I really appreciate the support from each and every person who decides to join this weird journey that I'm on. So thank you. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, maybe you've got a cool guest idea or some general feedback about the show, you can hit me up at justchillpodcasting at gmail.com. And finally, uh, if you want to send me a message, if you're interested in one of these free foil stickers with the show's merch, I will send it out to you. So uh, bef before we uh, move on, I just want to say thank you to my guest because this was kind of a last minute podcast, but he is a very funny man, as I mentioned, amazing hair, as I mentioned, uh, musically talented, which I, I was happy to find. It's David Haddad. Hey, thanks for having me. That was a long, crazy, weird intro. Uh, but that's all right. I just feel bad I didn't showcase my hair at all. I know. <laughs> Actually, when I was writing my notes, I thought I'm going to say something about his hair and he, it's going to be the day he decided to like shave his head or something. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I had a, I had a late night and just didn't want to. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, didn't prep, I didn't shower or anything, so I had to put the hair up in a hat. So, is it possible to get like a, like one like Fabio type? Oh, it would be awful if I took it up right now. Like half of it would be down here, half would be over there. Okay, like well, it's... the people who know David know that I'm not speaking <laughs> out of my ass when I say that he's got very uh, luscious hair. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, well, thanks again for coming, man. I like as thanks I mentioned before me. we started. Um, these are fun podcasts where I sort of know somebody, but we really get to know each other yeah. and kind of shoot the shit. So. Totally. Um, let's start off though, by talking about the fact that you are both a musician and a comedian, because I'm always interested when I meet people like that, myself being a both yeah. kind of guy as well. Um, which was it that sort of captivated you first, uh, in your youth, I would assume. And which did you then decide to dabble in first? Uh, definitely music. It okay. was definitely music. I, uh, st I don't know. I had people around me that were in bands like, uh, my cousin, who's like one of my best friends back home in the East Coast, Jordan Fournier, he's actually currently in an awesome band called Diner Drugs. They're like a stoner rock cool punk name. thing. Yeah, uh, I actually named their band. Oh, I, no uh, I will take the credit for that. Nice. Um, but they, uh, yeah, when we were younger, he was already in bands and I was always just watching and like, this is so cool. And then uh, they, him and his band were jamming and their singer wasn't there. And they were like, yeah, just like, I think we covered like a Blink-182 song and they were like, just jump on. And then I did it. And they were like, yeah, that was great. And like little did I know that behind my back, they were like, man, David fucking sucks at singing. <laughs> and then they were just sort of humoring me. And then I just sort of kept doing it and I got really into it. And then, yeah, I was in bands from the age of 15 until, I mean, I still do it every time I go home. We like set up some shows and stuff like that. But nice. uh, yeah, it was definitely that. I always liked comedy, but I didn't, we didn't have like comedy clubs or anything down there. So it wasn't really something to didn't pursue. feel tangible. Like something. You no, I wouldn't like, I couldn't go watch comedy. I That's certainly tough. couldn't go do like open mics or anything. So it just wasn't really on the table at all. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. Well, I, I actually saw some of your original songs on Instagram and you do have a really nice voice oh, and you're, you. you're good on guitar too, man. Definitely. Oh, thanks. I, sorry. I feel a little weaker on, like I only learned guitar when I moved here cause I didn't have anyone to jam with anymore. So I just like found a chord sheet and like mm. figured out like a handful, but, uh, yeah, singing's definitely where, like I took like vocal training and stuff oh, for wow. a, a while and, uh, 
Yeah, so that was, but it was kind of one of those weird things because I was in like punk bands and then I took vocal training and then it sometimes made my voice like not too good, but too like polished. Like, I see what you're saying. You lose yeah. that like snarl you want in like a punk the band. Edge, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like sometimes our music would be described as like theatrical and I think it's just because I had yeah. like a little more. I don't know, polish on my voice. I feel like there's some bands where that is their thing, though, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I couldn't name one off the top of my head, but I feel like, or actually, who are the guys that do like um, the Black Parade? Oh, yeah, my comical romance for it's sure. Kind of, yeah, right? yeah. It falls into that. Yeah, and I, I was into them when I was younger. Uh, I think like we maybe skewed a little more towards like a Billy Talent sort of nice. vibe, too. Yeah. I've always enjoyed them. Oh, yeah, they're I gotta awesome. I got to say, like, they're consistent and they have like a sound. Like, I, it's not often where I go, like, Oh, that sounds so different from all their other stuff. Yeah. I always, I always go, wow, this sounds like all their other stuff, but in a good kind of yeah. comforting way. I yeah, enjoy exactly. that. Sound. They sort of know what they are and just kind of do that over and over. But in, yeah, in a way that's not like stagnant. I yeah, exactly. That. It's it's not like mundane when you listen to it. Like, oh my god, it's like some artists. Are, yeah, you know, yeah. But uh, they do have a through line for sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, since you started with music, uh, I'm going to jump to the music questions I had. Sure. So uh, I want to know. What instrument do you wish you were a master at playing? If you could just wake up tomorrow and be just like the best at that. Yeah, this is kind of a boring answer, but tuba, uh, tuba? No. <laughs> uh, bass. I oh, cool. I love bass guitar. I find it like the most interesting. Like I don't know because it can be really simple, but then you know, again, I liked a lot of punk music, so you can listen to like bands like Rancid and like oh, uh, Maxwell Murder the yeah, solo. Exactly. And that oh man, my my cousin, like he was the bassist in my band. I remember sitting <clears throat> in his basement and just watching him trying to learn that solo for probably like an hour and a half. And I don't think he ever really nailed it. But I, uh, I don't even know how a human can play it. I used to always <laughs> listen to that and be like, okay, this has got to be like overdubbed or something. It's yeah. just too insane. But if you watch live versions of that song, like he does like extended versions of that solo. No, like, he adds even crazier shit and like plays it longer and stuff wow. and like yeah because that is a wild solo and then like you're a uh you're a sublime fan you yes, know that yes. and like yeah. the bass in that is also fantastic. all dub music yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh, any dub reggae has got crazy bass yeah. sometimes simplistic but uh i think that's almost beautiful in its own way and very hard to master the the pulsating meditative yeah. trance and the timing being so perfect where it's like, it's like a heartbeat, you know? Yeah. That and like the holding back from being too flourishy sometimes on bass is like, yes, yes. Uh, is, so like one of my favorite bands is the Pixies and uh, Kim Deal from the Pixies. I saw an interview years ago where she's like, yeah, like people say I like underplay. She's like, but that's like a skill. Like everyone wants to add the extra fill. She's like, but you don't always need it. So yeah. like it's a skill in itself to know when to like hold back and so like show true. restraint. And I've always like thought that was kind of like a cool lesson in anything. Like Definitely. you don't always need to like go Showboat for the fences. The yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is why I've never been a big fan of like really flashy metal music where I'm like, yeah, it is impressive that you can like shred the acid of your guitar, but it's just like, it starts feeling cheesy to me after a while. Yeah. I like a, just like a good rhythm and something catchy, right? So, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw the Pixies at the Bronson Center. Like, oh, nice. uh, must have been 2010 or something, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was around the time of their like last tour with uh, with Kim Deal, the bassist, because she's not in the band anymore. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw them back in New Brunswick. I saw them uh, in Halifax and then in Moncton the next night. So I got to see them twice. When I saw them, they had this... Uh, crazy like smoke cloud stuff that at the very end that, yeah like, 
filled the entire place. You couldn't even see the person next to you. Yeah, I don't know if this is when they did it when you guys, but they have a song called Into the White, and that's when and that's they, what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. and totally. they just totally filled the whole room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was so. cool. All I could think is if you were on shrooms or something, you would be like <laughs> losing. You'd be like, am I dying? Right yeah, now? exactly. Yeah, I actually was sort of only discovering them at that time. My ex-wife was into them, and okay. you know, you go on car trips and listen. Yeah, to of course. Yeah, they've got a very, very unique sound. I would say oh, that yeah. about them. I don't always enjoy all their stuff, but mm. I, I would say they're. There's no one else like them. <laughs> no, and they were like crazy influ influential on a lot of bands. Like Nirvana cites them as like one of their biggest influences. And like I know you listen to some Modest Mouse sometimes, and you yeah. can hear some Pixies I in can there see for that sure. Connection yeah, connection there. Yeah, it's kind of like a grungy vibe, sort of. Yeah. Well, it's like really the roots of alternative. I would say yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Okay. Well, uh, next music question I have for you is: What would be your dream concert? You can have two opening acts and a headliner. Oh, damn. Artists or bands, whatever. Like, oh, Man, the thing about that is, like, what I'm into with music changes all the time. Like, mm. a band like the Pixies, they're, like, one of my favorite bands, but I can go, like, two years without ever listening to them because I've, like, consumed so much of it, right? Oh, and I'm including, like, artists that are no longer with us. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, no, okay. I, I figured, I figured. But, so, I don't know, like... But just, to me, I feel like at that point you have to pick dead artists just because you could probably go see the pixies at some point still so it seems like a waste of a that's true dream slot concert but thing. you can't see them with their original lineup which is oh okay so true. i i'll put them in there um okay. i don't know where i'd put them but you've already seen them with their original lineup yes but you i would do it again i would do it i would do it a million times they're like my Rather favorite than seeing nirvana or bob marley or like <laughs> ah, fuck you right nirvana nirvana has to be in there the doors i would love to see the doors like that's actually another really good one But that's a gamble because jim morrison half the time would fuck up the show and take but, his dick out. <laughs> but imagine if you were there to see that like that, yeah, that was there true. the time he took his dick out a beautiful disaster tore yeah. away by police officers or whatever mm. Um, allegedly took his dick out. Yeah. <laughs> they still contest to this it was day. A, they it say was, it was a thumb, right? Like he put his thumb through. Jesus, I hope it was. Pick a, pick a different <laughs> finger, bud. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, man. See, I with questions like this, like I, I'm so bad at it because I... Uh, I know, I guess I like so much different music and stuff that I can never pin things down on time. So, like, really... Well, it's very on-the-spot kind of question. Well, here. I know, There's but... There's a like, lot of those prepared. So. <laughs> that's okay, but, but like, honestly, you're kind of influencing my choices. So I'm like, yeah, it would be awesome to see The Doors and Nirvana. Yeah, yeah sorry, I kind of just started blurting shit out. No, but those are all things I would love. The Doors was, like, I remember when I was in high school, I was, like, kind of pretentious, where I was like, I don't like old music. I only like the music that's happening now. And, like, mm. I didn't care about, like, classic rock or anything. And The Doors was probably the first like older band where I was like, Oh, this is like awesome. This yeah. is like really cool. Undeniable. Yeah. And it probably coincided with me like getting really into weed at the time. So like sort of, you know, <laughs> I would say that could have played a part. It's a perfect fit. So it's funny you say that though. Cause I was the exact opposite in high school. Really? I mean, I probably listened to a couple modern things, but for the most part, I really liked everything that had come before. Like yeah. I was really into a lot of 60s, 70s, 80s yeah. everything else so, even, so you were the kid with like a bunch of like uh zeppelin t-shirts and shit like that or uh, not Floyd. zeppelin per se some of it was honestly even just stuff from like earlier in the 90s okay. that i had just missed like you know nirvana or green day or yeah. artists that still had stuff coming out even in some cases but i was usually more into the back catalog okay the clash i was into um i got into reggae really young too so bob marley which led into sublime and yeah a bunch of other stuff but uh yeah the doors man they they were just one of those weird ones that always stuck out to me. Yeah, for sure. I remember I definitely went through like an unfortunate period where I got really into the doors and started writing a lot of poetry. Oh, yeah. uh, just like a lot of like weird, dark poetry. Cause I was like, yeah, I want to be like him. And I was already writing lyrics, but I definitely tried to like, I don't know, lean a little more into the, the, 
I don't know, misunderstood dark poet guy thing. And it was not good. It was not good at all. But uh, yeah, well, even some of his poetry is not that good. No, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not fondling myself. My phone was vibrating and there's a button I can press to shut it off. <laughs> okay, I was trying no to worries. do it while still like giving you my attention. I mean, if even if you were and fondling I was like, this yourself. probably looks weirder if I'm just looking at him and like rubbing my crotch. <laughs> hey man, it's your show, whatever. I don't know how this goes. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but no, speaking, so I'm sort of dodging the question because I can't really think of a good lineup I'd want to see. But I just had a conversation with one of the owners of uh, the Dominion tavern the other night okay and he was telling me he used to uh book shows through mca records um and he was like a local booker for them and he booked a show in i think 94 and it's such a funny lineup to me it was the opening act was um uh fuck am i fucking this up i think he said the opening act was limp biscuit what and the headliner was uh blink 182 <laughs> In Ottawa? I think he said it was Ottawa, but yeah. It was just like way before they were... Yeah, yeah, yeah no one knew who they were. Yeah, I could believe that, I guess. He just was like hearing things about all of them, and he kind of was like, oh, like this band seems like they're going somewhere, this band seems like they're going somewhere, and he yeah. like booked this weird show, and... uh I was like, you'll never see that lineup again unless it's at some weird, like, nostalgia festival or something. You know what I mean? I almost but, want to look that up. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I feel bad that I brought it up now because I'm like, was it Limp Biscuit? But I, I'm pretty sure because I know it was a really weird, like, matching. Well, because Ottawa's not exactly... I guess when you're starting out, though, yeah, you got to do what you got to do and yeah. take the gigs you can get. But Canada's out of the way for a lot of... A lot of American bands that are like, fuck it, we'll just tour the States. You yeah. Know? Like, a lot of people, it's not worth the hassle. No, especially exactly. the winter months are kind of like, screw that. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But that seems like a concert I would have heard about living here just as, like, legendary. I've heard about, like, how Hendrix played here back in the day. And really? He stayed somewhere in Vanier at some shitty motel. Oh, damn. Uh, and Elvis has come through here back in, like, the 50s or 60s. Wow. Trying to think of any other Fuck. huge back in Moncton, but... all we have is like we just had like April wine all the time. I love April <laughs> no, wine. No, me too. I but fucking it, love but, April. But it doesn't really hold up to the ones you're giving us examples. I don't know. We I have know. we have Bieber coming up very soon. Oh, well, he's coming in March. Right? <laughs> yeah, like so, in, in a week or two. Yeah, I remember throwing ten bits into the crowd. That'd be pretty cool. I, I remember thinking it'd be crazy if I could somehow wrangle him here. Yeah, because I don't have anything against the guy. I'm no. not huge into his music or anything, but I just his life's got to be crazy. Oh you know? yeah, it'd be an interesting interview. Because he was like he was like a YouTube guy right that's how we got found like, i think his mom like put videos up or she was like his momager or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah i'm not a, i really don't know much you about should go either. for it man i mean you've you've pulled some pretty decent people i don't know people don't understand that i never stop trying man like, yeah I uh, every day i send big messages out I, I go to like emails like on the websites of people you yeah. know and i'm not trying to make it sound like you know i'm so talented because <laughs> i can go and send an email but it, there is like a grind for sure that yeah. people will be like Sometimes people just assume it was easy or whatever. I'm like, no, you have no idea. Yeah. All the people that I didn't get who never responded to me. No, exactly. You know? Well, when I first like moved here, I was, I was telling your dad I was doing uh, uh, professional writing at Algonquin for a couple of years, and I kind of leaned into um, music journalism for a little bit of it. And I sort of learned through that, like, you can kind of just find anyone if you look hard enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little stalkery, but... Well, no, <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. You are prepared to climb through some hedges, <laughs> no trouble at all. <laughs> but I just mean, like, you can find, like, the email of the email of the email of the person that can get to the person that can get the person or yeah, whatever yeah. like the talent agent or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it was also really surprising to me how easy it is to get press passes to things. Like you can literally have a blog and be like, I'm a journalist and just get into like shows at the Bronson Center Shit, for free. Ideas, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I got to see uh the Dandy Warhols for free. That was a really fun show. And I got to go to a lot of like Blues Fest stuff for free. And like I was just writing for like kind of like a dinky like online Ottawa 
music magazine thing and like hmm. yeah you just sort of they'll just sort of give it because it's it's press for them right so yeah, they don't yeah. really care so yeah. yeah yeah that would be awesome press passes are always the shit <laughs> yeah absolutely like a vip i did kind of hate it though because like i'd go there and then i'd have to be kind of like taking notes the whole time mm. so i'm in the crowd watching like an awesome show and then i'm also on my phone i feel like i look like the dick who like doesn't actually care to be there but i'm like yeah. no i'm actually paying like incredible attention right now <laughs> i'm documenting yeah, yeah but like you'd rather go to a show and just like you know get kind of drunk and just like really vibe out right so that's the thing you have to do the follow-through yeah, yeah. so I, I tried that actually with board games i love board games and i was like okay i got this show i'll try to do like board game reviews and then they'll send me the board game for free yeah. and it worked on a couple of small instances but i realized it was just the follow-through was a lot of work yeah. and you know you have to go through all the components and and not only that but i thought a fun angle would be like oh i swear in my reviews and i, I described one game and how we had shown some neighbors on shrooms and they really enjoyed it and board game geek i guess took down my reviews oh, i'm wow. guessing because of content i don't know but yeah, Man, I gave up on that. Speaking <laughs> of that, uh, I know we we both have played um, Code Names online with yeah, Tim yeah. Riel. I just did it a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice! I love doing that. There was, uh, I think, in the summer, I was in his like tournament thing, and me mm. and uh, KB Harwood ended up winning the summer tournament. Oh, nice! It was super fun. So he gave me a bunch of like boxes of the game, and when I was home uh, in the summer on the East Coast. I was showing a bunch of my friends and I was like, yeah, this is a really fun game. And we were doing shrooms and like, it was a weird, like I started having to explain the game and I was like, I got to do this quickly before I can't possibly tell you how to play this game. Cause it was like getting away from me pretty quickly. And yeah, it's not the easiest game to explain necessarily. So, but we got really into it. We played it for hours and they were loving it. Like it was really fun. It's like a lot of games. It's like, it seems hard to explain, but once you get it, you get it. Yeah. And then it's, you're like, Oh, this isn't hard at all. Yeah. And know? we kind of changed the rules. Cause there was like a lot of us. So yeah, the teams were a lot bigger than like probably you're supposed to do or whatever. But like, and again, we were pretty shroomed up. So who knows if we were even playing it correctly at all. But, uh, I found it like I was losing a lot when I, and I was, I'm okay at that game. But like when I was on shrooms, I was like, nah, I, <laughs> I got yeah, nothing. That's a different mind space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just staring at a bunch of words on the table. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? With and these? you have to connect them all in this like <laughs> abstract way. Like it's definitely a weird one, but it was, it was pretty fun. My friends really like took to it. So well, on the live version, uh, on Tim's version, doing it online on Twitch and all that, it's, yeah. uh, it's the best combination of stressful giggly anxiety yeah because you're like i feel so stupid the whole time <laughs> but i have such a blast doing it yeah totally we lost terribly last oh time. really i went on with glenn humplick as my partner nothing against glenn i did terribly too <laughs> we both just shit the bed though we weren't uh mind melding oh damn uh okay last music question i have for you is uh what do you think are the most underrated or overrated band or one for each let's say okay um, like band that gets so much hype and they're just kind of meh and a band that you think should be getting more blown up you know um, I don't know how much hype this band really gets they're the first one to kind of pop into my head uh, but I'm really really not a fan of uh, Greta Von Fleet because they're basically trying to be Zeppelin. Yeah, and they and they deny that which really annoys me. Oh that me. I didn't know. Yeah, I've seen them That's... be like they're not that big of an influence on us. I'm like Tell it to every noise you've ever made because you sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You dress all like in the time and like. That's like saying the beat from Ice Ice Baby and Under Pressure aren't the same. Yeah, like, exactly. They, I don't know who came out first. I, I'm not actually aware of that. I think it was Queen and David Bowie. I would imagine, yeah. I fucking hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I don't know how like highly rated they even are, but that's just like, I know they're like up there. People, people seem to love them and uh, they kind of drive me insane. So mm. that's definitely one of them. And it's kind of weird to just like parrot yeah. someone else's style that 
specifically? Well, again, like talking about when I was in high school, I wasn't like the classic rock kid. Like that's just that's just a band made of the classic rock kids. So yeah. like I couldn't relate less to them. As but you know what? Like on the other side, I'm still like if I'm just taking all that out or even pretending it's a Zeppelin song. Yeah. I don't not enjoy the melody, and yeah. I think they're still pretty talented, but I totally get it, and I've heard people talk about this before. Yeah, and I mean, I'm probably blasphemous in the way that I don't really, I don't not like Led Zeppelin, like I can appreciate them. I was just going to say, I've never been that big of a Zeppelin yeah, fan. Yeah, they're like Stairway fine. to Heaven can kiss my ass. Yeah, I don't like who it. cares? It's such yeah. a boring ass song. I'm sorry. People are probably screaming at their screens <laughs> if you love that song, but... I never thought that was a good song. They yeah. do have some that are up there. Oh, of course. For like, me personally. Like, I'm um, not going to deny them as like, you know, a legendary band or whatever. But, but just when doesn't... he does his uh, trippy orgasm, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that shit. It goes on for like a minute. I'm trippy like, what are orgasm is the best way to put that. That's hilarious. It really is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they've got their, their cool sounds here mm -hmm. and there that I'm a fan. But, you know, I saying we were talking about the doors. I knew a guy who couldn't stand the doors because of the organ. Yeah. He just. Oh, okay. And whereas I think Ray Manzarek was fucking it's amazing. He was the only reason they made it through shows half the time. Yeah, like, exactly. He would do Jim's vocals on top of playing the bass line with one hand and doing crazy organs. Totally. Like, if anyone doesn't know who Ray Manzarek is from The Doors, look him up. He was, yeah. He's, shit. and even just like interviews with him now. He's, or I don't know if he's still alive. No, he but, passed away, I want to say like 10 years ago. Okay, yeah. Ago. But he's, he's like more recent interviews. Like, he, he was an interesting dude. He got like a lot of cool things to say. And, Very uh, intelligent guy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, uh, no, only the drummer and the guitarist are alive now okay cool um but yeah as far as like underrated um and again i don't know if they're super underrated this is just stuff that's kind of popping into my head but uh do you know the band built to spill i've heard the name yeah like they 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 get their dues people like them they're kind of like another they're another i don't know why this band's coming up for me so much but they're another big influence on like modest mouse and uh yeah. Uh, they're sort of like, you, you could probably trick some people into thinking like one was the other. Um, mm. but they're just a really cool, they're pretty trippy actually. Like they'll get into like these weird little grooves where it's just these really awesome trippy instrumental parts. And then the lyrics are really weird and almost doorsy, honestly, like it's these weird kind of like. Modest Mouse is very strange at times. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy it, but it's very out there. I love it though. Like that was like, when I got into Modest Mouse when I was like, I don't know, 19 or something. Uh, that was sort of like the, it was a little bit of like a brain opening band for me where I was just like, oh, you can get like really weird with this shit, but then yeah. also bring it back and just do like, well, like rooted songs. And One uh, artist that you always hear about in the sort of bizarre category is Frank Zappa. Yeah. And the Mothers of Invention. Yeah. Also never really did it for me for some yeah, reason. I've, I've, I haven't listened to like a, a massive selection of his, yeah. but the stuff I've heard, I was like, okay, I think there's a little too out there for me. I don't enjoy it. It seems like it's being bizarre for the sake of being bizarre. Yeah. People but, love uh, it though. Like again, like I don't know if it has enough of a following. Like there's got to be something there, right? I don't know. Apparently, he was like a staunch uh, anti-drug person too. Even though like really? his music, really, you would think that would, would lend itself to uh, yeah, a bunch of stoners stripping out to it. And he, even just like his physical appearance looks like drugs. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose though back then that was just in style. To yeah, have, like, I guess stashes, so. porno stashes, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, Okay, well, I'm going to switch to some comedy questions sure. here. I think uh, this one is fun. What would you prefer to be heckled by? A group of douchey frat guys or a slosh bachelorette's party? Douchey frat guys, for sure. Oh, yeah? Sloshed is hard. Like, drunk drunk anybody is hard because... Oh, I would assume the frat guys would be drunk as well. Oh, fair, fair enough. Sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I think like... Like agro machismo guys or a bunch of girls that think it's all about them, you know? Yeah, I mean, both are definitely annoying, but I think you <laughs> could get uh, the, the, goal. the audience on your side a little more uh, ripping on a bunch of like douchey dudes, whereas like it can maybe come off as mean-spirited if you're just like tearing mm, apart these exactly like... Exactly what Kelly said. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So that's, I don't know, that's how I would sort of feel about it. I would like... I mean, if either happened, I would go in on either. Like, but yeah. um, but well, at some point you have to address it. Yeah, right? of course. But I, I think the douchey guys—it's it, a little bit of an easier target too, because you can just—I don't know—make the affliction T-shirt jokes or the axe yeah. body spray jokes or Monster whatever energy drinks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would definitely go for those. Um, Cause yeah, in my experience, I have kind of ripped on uh, like the drunk ladies in the crowd before, and uh, it went really well. But then I remember them not taking it well, and I right. I felt you really bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because especially if it's a bachelorette party, they're like, "This is Julie's night," you know. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, well, it's not Julie's night when I'm on fucking stage. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it could still be her night, but you know, yeah, rules still apply here. Yeah. So douchey, douchey dudes for sure. I I remember like one of the first times I ever did like kind of successful uh, crowd work roasting it was actually back in Moncton. There was there was so I told you there wasn't comedy there, but like in the past few years there has been clubs and stuff, and the scene's yeah. actually been kind of happening, which is cool. Um, there was this woman, and honestly, like, she didn't do anything. Like, she was just sitting there quietly <laughs> enjoying the show, but I just had noticed her before I went on stage. And she was, like, you know, wearing, like, uh, really tight leather everything and, like, uh, leopard print pants. And, again, she did nothing, and I was just like, <laughs> hey, I, I like your outfit. I like how you're dressed like a leopard to distract from the fact that you're a year away from being a cougar. And, like, <laughs> the crowd, it was, like, maybe the biggest applause I've ever gotten in my life. And she was just, like, arms crossed for the rest of my set. And She's like, I was going to try and fuck you, not <laughs> yeah, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> and, honestly, I felt, like, super bad after. I was like, oh, I just sort of, like, ripped someone apart for no reason. They didn't really and then, deserve it. No, yeah. and then it was sort of a weird, like, lesson almost where it's just mm. like, I could have won her back. I could have, like, you know, made jokes, like, kind don't of, like... punch down, I guess, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I could have, like, you know, done some jokes, like, amping her up later and uh, or anything. But literally, I just, like, tore into her, got a huge applause, and was like, so anyway, uh, I'd walk dogs. And, like, I just moved on. You know she's, like, the person who's, like... <laughs> I think I'm going to try going to the comedy club for the first time in my life. Yeah. And then that's like, fuck this. Well, I heard she was really upset after. And I was just like, ah, I think that was like, you know, night out, like got herself all dolled up, mm. felt good. And then I was like, hey. And well, like, you also specified that she's like almost middle-aged. So and she, she kind of wasn't. Like there was almost no grounds for what I for what I said. <laughs> and it just like worked for some reason. And I don't know. It was a weird, that sucks. A weird learning moment. So I don't know. Well, it's nice that you chose to reflect on it. Oh, least. for sure. Yeah. Just say fucker, you know? Yeah. I mean, people do that in comedy all the time where they're like, you can say whatever you want up here yeah. and it's like well you can but you also have to like consider consequences and stuff like that like yeah yeah you can say what you want but you have to own it as well and if this somebody's is, upset you have to own that too or, or acknowledge it i guess this I, i've said this before on the podcast something it's like a phrase i came up with but uh be captivating but conscientious yeah i think so i don't know that's something I try to live by. If I, I really, the same way I don't like making someone feel shitty, no. probably because I'm a sensitive person and I feel like, you know, some people have mental health issues you don't know about. Totally. I, like, I understand the other side of the argument that they're coming to a comedy show. You do have kind of like a... There's a context a little bit. Like Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I just know what I, I prefer personally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't enjoy that. I don't want to get into it with some random ass stranger. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm bullying or whatever. Exactly. But, but yeah. I've also seen people do it and laugh my ass off. At it, no, so I know. Well, that's like... the other thing is like I I can be like maybe a little like I, I think too much maybe about some of that stuff and like how things come off on stage or whatever. And then like there's some of my favorite comedians in the city who they just get up there and like 
I'm like, how do you, <laughs> I love it, but how do you have like a set where 50% of the time you might get your ass kicked after? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I think it's hilarious to watch, but I, I would just like have diarrhea the whole time. If it's that's the way be a rush for them or something. I guess. Yeah. I, I kind of respect it, but I'm just like, that's just not my way. I can't do it. So I think that there's certain people that you, you watch that and you go, oh man, like, is he not afraid to get his ass kicked? But there's certain people I've seen do it. And it's like, no, they're just that confident that they can intellectually and verbally best this person yeah. in a way that will have the entire crowd on their side. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I've got a mob of people that <laughs> saw what I did was not like malicious and you're, yeah. you're just being reactive. Cause sometimes people are a little too sensitive for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, even that lady, it sounded like a little bit over the top. Maybe. But, yeah. You know, so don't beat yourself up too much. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about it for like three years. <laughs> so like obviously <laughs> the leather pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, well, I, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, right, and this right. might not appeal to uh, the average viewer in another country who doesn't know what we're talking about, but I want to know this. Um, I wanted to ask you, out of all the local comedians that you've worked with in Ottawa here, who do you think, and, and I'm sure it'll be hard to choose, but it's, it's complimentary in the end, who do you think is most likely to have their own Netflix special in the next five years? Um likely in like a deserved way or in a, <laughs> in like a hustle way. <laughs> That's up to you, my friend. You can choose how to go however you want with that. Um, oh man. So we're talking like Ottawa local. Yeah. Someone that, you know, who is ma who is still performing here now and, and hasn't, I mean, they can have performed in Toronto yeah, and yeah, gone yeah, around yeah. a bit, but someone who is based here performing here. Um, I would say, um, and he's been doing it forever, and you've had him as a guest, but I think Don Kelly is someone who, who very deservedly should have, like, a Netflix special. Yes. Um, has a great voice, has he's a great hilarious. perspective. He's hilarious. Uh, you know, he, he, he's he been doing it forever, but, like, he has been even just, like, more recently making more moves. Like, I know he was supposed to do that big New Year's show at, uh, what's the big yeah, place in Toronto? Um, uh, I know what you're talking about, the theater there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I can't think of it. Is now. it Ma Massey? Is it Massey Hall? Yeah, 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 yeah. it was. Yeah, he was supposed to headline Massey Hall. Uh, and then that all got fucked up. But he, I think he told me that it's, uh, maybe I'm speaking out of school, but that's confirmed that he'll get to do it like next opportunity or whatever. I read that somewhere as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so someone like him, like, again, he's the best. And like, talk about someone who's been doing it forever, like, could be bitter towards like new comedians that are coming up, not knowing what they're doing, but is the nicest guy. Really like, always willing to give advice or listen or like and yeah. even on stage he he emanates like a likability yeah you know? exactly which i mean is so, sort of what we were just talking about like that's what i i kind of want right like when i upset people from stage i don't like that like i do kind of want to have the like friendly guy thing and like he's definitely a great like example of that so yeah i think he's one another person who i think could get it uh just based on like how good they are for how like short of a time they've been doing it is uh, Christina Muehlberger. Oh my gosh, she's the best. She's the best, and she has <laughs> such a unique. She she can take things yeah. that are so hard to talk about and make them so funny. Like she's got an entire set about an abortion. She's I saw her recently. She's now working on a miscarriage set. Um, she she has, can pull it up. She has like a set about like being molested as a child, and like and she's got other jokes that are like lighter. She's not just heavy stuff, but she can take heavy stuff and. Just she's an improv whiz and yeah. she's like she does fringe fest and all that stuff yeah she's she's like a huge talent and she's also annoying in the way that she doesn't want to be a professional 
comedian. And you're just like, God, give me what you have. That was the thing that blew me away when I interviewed her way back when we were, I don't know what episode, in the teens, I think. Yeah. um, She was, uh, yeah, such a nice person to hang out with. And so, you know, because I didn't know her at all. And she was instantly, like, friendly. Yeah. We had done a couple sets in the same place, but... Uh, didn't really know know each other. Yeah, it was kind of like this actually. Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> but enough. But we just yeah, we headed off and we did some improv. I remember and that was fun. And yeah, she's just a very unique style. Oh yeah, yeah, that kind of <laughs> sarcastic. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't do a good Christina. But that's Gilbert. not bad actually. Um, uh, <laughs> it's just a noise. I didn't really say anything. But uh, but no, she's the best. Like uh, her and I used to write together a lot, and it was like anytime I wrote with Christina, a premise that I had that would probably normally be like a 40 second bit would now all of a sudden be like a two and a half minute bit. Like she can squeeze anything into or stretch anything, I guess, into like a larger premise. That's like Tavis too. Yeah, Tavis oh yeah, absolutely. A great writer. Oh man. Cause yeah, Tavis can take one topic and give you 40 jokes about it like immediately. So I will say since uh, the average viewer might not know who all these people are, you can find out by watching my interviews with all of them. Perfect. Uh, we so, planned this. You're not really, but it worked <laughs> out, man. Uh, I, okay, I'm going to jump to a bunch of random questions Let's now. Do it. But, uh, Dad, do you have a question planned or no? I wasn't sure if... No, he's got nothing. This oh, I am a, I'm an unknown, so <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it's more that this was last minute. We kind of just, you know, yeah. we only arranged this a couple days ago. Yeah, that's so. true, yeah. Um, all right. This, actually, I'm very excited to ask you now. Uh, as you saw, I was telling you, I've been using a cane the last few days. Yeah. I got plantar fasciitis, and it's a little out of control. Partially because I went dancing last weekend. Okay. I had to drink a bunch to be able to dance. But yeah. then when I got to that point, I, I danced way too hard because <laughs> I couldn't feel it anymore. I can't dance unless I'm on mushrooms. So I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> You'll If you do mushrooms with this guy, you're dancing or playing code names. Yeah, right? exactly. It's a good time. It's a weird time. Um, so anyways, uh, that prompted me to want to ask you what was the worst injury or medical situation you've yes. been in. And outside when I was smoking a joint before this, uh, you were telling me you got hit by a car when you moved to Ottawa. So yeah. let's, uh, let's hear this story. Yeah, man. Um, I moved here in, I think like August, August or September, uh, 2014 to go to school at Algonquin. And, uh, in the end of November of 2014, I was leaving, uh, the campus bar, the, uh, the ob and, uh, with a bunch of people, we had like done a group project and we were sort of celebrating having drinks and we had a lot of drinks to celebrate and we were leaving and me and a girl were sort of crossing the street. We were holding hands and I don't remember any of this. I remember leaving the bar Um, but then apparently I guess the idea was we were going to cross the street. It was uh, a yellow light. So I guess the plan was like, yeah, it's about to be our turn to go. So we'll just start going. And then there was a car that was like, oh, it's yellow light. I should speed through this to make it. And then we intersected in the middle. Brutal. So again, I left the bar. I remember leaving the bar and were you drunk leaving the bar? Absolutely. I was okay. Okay. So (laughs) this wasn't all brain damage. No, no, no. There's no, and also there should be no pity or sympathy for me in this. I got drunk and jaywalked. So. Um, but well, I was going to say, I led into this being like, let's hear about the time you, you got hit by a car with a giant smile on my face. But I do that because you seem healthy and Oh, and yeah, absolutely. Now, and it's, it is like a, there's decent parts of it that are a decent story. But, yeah, so I remember leaving the bar and then I woke up in a hospital bed. Um, and like, I, like there was a guy I met that night who is now like a good friend of mine. And I was, that was the night we met and like, he saw me, I flew through the air about 25 feet. They said like Uh, distance or height, uh, distance. Yeah. Yeah. I I flew like way the fuck out and he saw me and like my body like ragdolled and he's like, Oh, that guy's dead. That's a dead person now. (laughs) A lot of blood at the time or no? No, just, Just you know, fractures. Yeah. It just looked like a, like a ragdoll. And I just, yeah, exactly. And then I, uh, 
hit the ground. Um, my uh, pants kind of flew out. My balls were hanging out. And a guy. Not where I saw this going. <laughs> a guy that was in my class that was like a buddy, like he kind of came and like covered up my balls for my dignity, I guess. And That's a good friend. Yeah. And he, uh, he kept people away from me. Nuts. Yeah, exactly. People were trying to move me. And he was sort of just like, Jesus, everyone get the fuck away. Like. Let me, I'll move his balls. But other than that, like, we'll let the professionals <laughs> handle it. Um, so then. You don't touch the body. The balls are all right. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing. <laughs> um, Slight to t- testicular adjustment. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So then I was in the hospital for like a week. Um, and again, this was the end of November. Uh, and I was about to go home for uh, like Christmas break or whatever. Or not Christmas break, but uh, I was going home for something. I went a little early. But uh, yeah, so I was in the hospital for a week. I broke my uh, shoulder and leg on my left side. I still have like pretty gnarly uh, scars. Jesus. Yeah. So I got plates in there and rods in the leg. Man. And uh, Ionic man. yeah, I guess so. I absorbed go off the, the airport and beep like a motherfucker. <laughs> no, everyone asks that. I think they put in like a different kind of thing now. I don't think it goes mm. off. I don't really know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they put something else like 3D in. printed or something. Yeah. <laughs> Titanium, probably. So it doesn't, non magnetic, probably doesn't. Oh, interesting. Well. I think that's, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Hmm. So there was all that. I was in a wheelchair for uh, like a month and then I was on crutches for like another month or so. And then right when the crutches were supposed to come out, uh, the or come like be done with my leg got infected um so because when it had happened uh my bone like broke and it did this kind of gross but it did what they call like tenting so it like tried to break through the skin but didn't quite um (laughs) i did not need to know what tenting was oh (laughs) my god no 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 for sure that's very interesting but disgusting (laughs) so it did that and it made kind of like a little mark like about the size of a dime and then that all got infected i will spare you the details of what that looked like and gangrenous almost or (laughs) It looked like caramel coming out of my leg. Um, Whoa, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like, "What is that?" Because like it was fine like the whole time, and then it was like as I was healing, it was like, "Oh, but what did you get that? to the point where you're like worried about like sepsis and shit?" I didn't even know. Like I saw it, and I was I just happened to go to like physiotherapy that day, and I was like, "Hey, uh, this is happening." They're like, "Oh, we have to bring you to the hospital immediately." Oh my god! <laughs> so then I went to the hospital to check that out, and then I was stuck there for three weeks. Because uh, they had to take out the um, like the hardware they had already put in because it was compromised, so they took that out, put in an antibiotic cement, then took that out and put in uh, some more hardware. Can I just say that sounds like a bionic man, or like <laughs> the leg's been compromised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, something I never thought I'd hear was antibiotic cement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd Jesus. never heard of it either. This is super interesting though. Yeah, as and, much as it sucks. and I will say there was only there was one moment where I heard them, and they didn't even say it to me. I just heard them look at each other and be like. Uh, amputation is a possibility. And then no one even looked at me. I was like, I'm right here. Like, oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then, but that never, that came up once and never again. So that was fine. Um, yeah. But the fact that they didn't even address you and you're in the room and yeah. you don't have like headphones on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was kind of weird. I was like, oh my excuse God. me. Um, it's the worst bedside manner I've ever heard of. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there's a lot of that. Like, I mean, you, you work in a hospital. I don't know how much of that you see, but like I definitely experienced some pretty brutal bedside bedside manner I, I actually and people can call me a pussy if they want to but yeah i have anxiety uh generalized anxiety i guess and mm-hmm. ocd and a bunch of other shit but i got a like a doctor's note so that i don't have to work in a certain area oh nice of, of my job because it was literally causing me like panic attacks and yeah. that's like the decontamination area where everything would come down yeah dirty straight from the ors and like i used to be able to handle it but the pandemic also didn't help because i'm a germaphobe and yeah. then it became even more like um it was legitimately like i would and you're wearing all this gear 
like like Dexter kill gear and like yeah. layers and layers. So like you're instantly sweaty and you can't see through the fucking mask. And it was just like an anxiety nightmare. But anyways, all that to say that uh, one thing that used to really trip me out too is when you would get down the amputation thing because it looks like it's basically a place where they rest the person's leg. Yeah. But it made me think of like one of those meat slicers uh, <laughs> and it would just have the amputation knife. That's what oh, it's called. It's just this giant long knife. Just like covered Ugh, the I'm really I'm glad like, I didn't have to see or learn about that until right now. <laughs> well, we're both doing this to each other. Yeah, right now, exactly. And you combine that with poop and stuff. And it's just like, I can't uh, do it, I'd right. imagine it. So that's interesting. So you, you are a germaphobe, but you work at the hospital. I feel like that's, yeah, I know it's uh, <laughs> it sounds a little bit ridiculous, I suppose, but, um, I recognize that being a germaphobe is not um, not realistic. Like, like you know, I realize some of my... Um, it's a little in your head sometimes. Like, yeah, like I can recognize that I'm the one blowing it out of proportion. Okay. But something like a pandemic will also amp that up. Yeah, you know what of I mean? course, um, of course. Because that sort of is almost like justifying what you've been thinking about, I would yeah. imagine, right? Like, yeah, yeah, well, I was prepared in a lot of ways, I suppose, but... Uh, but yeah, with my job in combination with uh, all the physical stuff I was saying too, like, you know, I'm someone that, yeah, probably if I'm in a small space or whatever, I would get, not always, it depends, you know, how my week's going, but yeah. like, I, I have definitely triggers and shit like that and being super sweaty and overworked and just like, cause that's the other thing would be crazy busy in there sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, you're running around and there's so many people doing their own thing. You always feel like you're in somebody's way. Of course. Yeah. And on top of that, it's all this disgusting like shit where I'm trying to be extra careful, but you're also expected to go fast. And like, yeah, I just had so many bad experiences that it really became like a, yeah, fucking just a thing. Yeah. Totally. And, and on the other side, the, the flip side of that, and probably why my work still likes me, I hope, uh, is that, uh, on the clean side of things, I'm very productive, uh, probably because of my OCD yeah, fair build, enough. building surgical sets. It's all, like checking numbers and putting things in yeah. patterns and um, it's very i don't know therapeutic yeah uh, i'd imagine it, it, like my ocd i guess is like that i don't have like a lot of like flicking the lights but uh for whatever reason a lot of patterns and and sequential stuff can can be very like it scratches that itch or yeah. something and then i don't have to worry about it for a while are you fairly organized in like everyday life or I would say no. I'm late for pretty much everything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you know these things manifest themselves in weird ways. Yeah, you know? of course. And uh, I don't know. Everybody's different. That's what I learned with OCD specifically. Yeah, there's that very uh, Hollywood Jack Nicholson OCD. Yeah, exactly. And that's what everybody thinks of. Whereas I, I radiate. Radiate is that the word? <laughs> I um, gravitate rather mm. more towards like. Um, the obsessive side of things that okay. I do necessarily acting on my compulsions. Okay. Like if there's something negative or, or stressful going on in my life, like I don't, I'm not that kind of person to be like, Oh, well just don't think about it. You know, yeah. when people say stuff on them, like what? Like I, <laughs> that's not an option here. No, absolutely. Um, but Hey, you know, we've all got our, our cross to bear when it comes to that. Shit. Yeah. Totally. When I meet someone and they don't have any kind of mental health issue, I'm like, who, what are yeah. you? Yeah. That's when you're like, what's wrong with you? What's, yeah, wrong, what's wrong with you? With you? That there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, he's fine, but he kills animals. At yeah, that. no. Yeah, um, good for you if you're at that place. I mean, <laughs> could we all be so lucky? Exactly. I exactly. You know. Hey, hey, David. Yes. Uh, I'm just curious. Back to your accident. Sure. Um, as serious as it was, mm -hmm. did anyone ever say to you at some point, "Thank God you were drunk because you were yeah. so flexible and mm -hmm. loose"? You I've heard this as well. You didn't yeah. tense up or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just curious. I would say, yeah, people did bring that up, and I would say that probably is like the only reason like I got so lucky like yeah. so lucky I didn't I didn't hit my head at all I didn't like break any like teeth I oh, got because you landed on your side no I think this is the side I went into the car with oh, like I okay, like okay. I like hip checked into the car and like broke all that stuff but then I flew and yeah I think I because I was ragdoll and, and blacko drunk I actually think 
um, yeah, being, kind of flow with it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Alcoholism saved my life. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it here. Um, not if the guy was a drunk driver then. No, no, he was just like an old man. Uh, and no, he was like sucks. very scared and all that stuff. And, uh, so that, that sort of sucked, but, um, yeah, it sucks when it's an old person and they get in an accident and they, like, you can tell that like they were trying to be responsible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, he shouldn't have sped through a yellow. Sorry. No, exactly. True. true yeah. And I'll tell you, I, uh, I am every time I see a yellow, I, I just wait. I don't even put my foot on the, on the street anymore. But again, I got so lucky because the girl who was with me, like she actually remembers it all. So she has like a little bit of PTSD about it all. Like mm. I remember we were watching a movie like uh, a year or two later. And in the movie, someone like steps out on the street and gets hit by a bus and I thought it was like this really cool scene in a movie because you don't see it coming. And she was like, why would you show me this? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, this that's what happened to us. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess. You're like, like, I was kind of out for that part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I got pretty lucky that I didn't have to really uh, hold too much of that with me. Like I, I, I have some anxiety like in cars and stuff now, but I think that probably would have happened anyway, just from general anxiety. Because yeah. um, again, it's not, it no, nothing happened to me when well, I was- Well, does it happen to you there. on planes? Uh, sort of. I mean, planes- or other vehicles. If oh, you yeah. may have gone on a helicopter. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I don't think you could get me into a helicopter. I, I have a bit of a heights thing, so yeah. the smaller the the, the vehicle. Fact that you just open the door and it's like, oh yeah, that's like I, a hot air balloon. I can't imagine being in a hot air balloon. Yeah, that would scare the shit out. out of me. Um, but now planes, I've kind of my whole life just been like, well, you might die on a plane. Like there's just, <laughs> it just seems like we're it's kind like of a sky bus. We're challenging God a little bit. It's like we're just up in the sky. And it's like yeah. we're not supposed to be up there. I don't know. But uh, it still blows my mind when I see a plane and I think yeah. about like how much material metal and all that is and yeah. just like somebody figured it out. Yeah. But again, with Crazy. all of that, there's like so much room for something to go wrong. I mean, I yeah. guess they've been doing it forever, but like there's also human error, right? Exactly. Yeah. Drunk pilot or whatever. You never know. Yeah. Or like, yeah, a guy who like, I don't know, caught his wife cheating on him that day and he's, he's having a bad that, day yeah. and like, I or don't didn't know. get a good sleep and he's just like trying to struggle to stay away. Yeah, exactly. Or no. weather. Pretty much every time a plane is like going to land, I'm like, I'm always just kind of like, all right, well, just accept, accept death because it might not land properly. I think it was, I think Mark Marin had a joke that was just like, uh, every time the plane plane lands, if someone's talking to him, he's just like, all right, uh, give me a second. Like, I've got work to do here. Like, he, like, feels like he has to be, like, Prepare prepared for the plane. If he's not thinking about it, the plane might not land properly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's somehow Somehow involved just by, yeah, yeah, which I kind of relate to, but. Uh, well, that's because everyone thinks they're the protagonist exactly. of life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no, it's just, I was just talking to my dad about that. There's the this word that I learned on some YouTube video called Sonder. Okay. And it's the the word is to try to express the emotion that you feel when you see someone else and you realize that their life is just as intricate and complex as yours. Oh yeah. So like the feeling that you're not the center of Main the universe. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Damn. You're the NPC in their story. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Did you see free guy? Sorry. No, not yet. Not yet. I, I've heard, is it good? I've heard it's pretty good. I only watched the first half, so maybe I shouldn't have brought it up, but <laughs> I was very much enjoying it. I thought I wasn't going to like it as much as I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, it, I just thought it was going to be like, oh, this is for people who play Fortnite. I'm not going to yeah, get the jokes yeah, yeah. or something. And it was, yeah, really cool. Really enjoyable. Because okay. I heard it kind of brings in like a lot of different elements of different video games and kind of yeah. nerd them in general. I was very much enjoying it. Cool. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch the rest. Yeah. I plan on checking it out. Mental note. Don't bring up movies I haven't seen <laughs> the end of. Did you see that, Dad? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Cool. One one more follow up for David. Yeah. Still holding her hand. 
No, no, that wasn't a, it wasn't a love story, unfortunately. Uh, okay, so uh, you know, some, something like that sometimes can really cement the bond. No, oh, shit, it, it's kind of funny. That is a good question because that was like you know we were kind of like a flirty thing. This is a person who's still a very good friend of mine. She actually got married recently, um, but. Um, it was funny because the person who I said saw me uh, and was like, oh, that guy's dead. Like, that was the first day we met. They were, like, dating but not together, and he was, like, having, like, issues committing. And then her and I were kind of hitting it off, and I was like, oh, I guess this is going that way. And then we got hit by the car, and then he told her he loved her at the hospital, and then they dated for, like, another two years. <laughs> so <laughs> it really didn't go your typical love story oh for me, uh, which is fine because oh, it wouldn't have worked. We, we are very much destined to be friends, so... That's cool, but though. that is a, that's a good question. <laughs> you're talking about holding hands and car accidents and stuff. It made me think of uh, the boys. Yeah, where the chicks' arms just get ripped oh, off. Man. Oh man, season three is coming pretty soon. I think. I'm and, yeah, they're getting that. juiced up on V or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer like just two days ago. Oh, Have you read nice. any of those like comics or graphic? My comics? dad's read them all. Yeah, I've. You know, I've them, yeah. thumbed through them, yeah. but that's the extent of it for me. They're way more fucked up, for sure. Than... Way more sex stuff. I remember seeing some as it's a like kid. It's, like, very sexual. Yeah. They, they said they're bringing that uh, that whole hero-gasm. That was the yeah. one. I found that when I was, like, a yeah. teen, and I remember being like, Yeah, Jesus. it's like a big, like, fuck island or whatever. It's like an orgy right. going yeah. on, yeah. yeah. Right. They, they, they pretend that they're flying to outer space to... They do this like once a year or once every couple of years. They fly to outer space together to fight the bad guys off camera, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. When they really all fly to this island, <laughs> just have sex with each other. Yeah, because I think in the in the books, like it's more like the sex, like the amped up sex stuff is like a little bit of a side effect of the V, I think, or it sort of seems oh, really? that way. I don't. It seemed that way to me. I haven't read them all, so. Um, hmm. But uh, they did some of the sex stuff. Like they still had the guy with the dick that could strangle people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What a crazy show! Like, <laughs> holy fuck! Yeah, that's awesome. I love that stuff. I mean, I know you're like a huge comic guy. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I what gave it away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love uh, I love comics and stuff, but I've never like really gotten fully into like you know the DC Marvel stuff. Like I, I know a bit about it, like here and there. Um, but I, I really like the stuff that kind of, uh, like The Boys, is almost like parodying like traditional superhero mm. stuff. Okay, I, okay. I like that stuff a lot. Like, um, do you, Are you uh, familiar with the TV show The Venture Brothers at all? Yeah, my brother used to, oh, yeah. he was obsessed with that. That's my all-time favorite show. Um, and that show, like that's the whole thing. I mean, it started as a... Um, it's making fun of um, Johnny Quest Yeah, it's, whatever, it right? starts as a Johnny Quest parody, but then as it goes on, it's much more like a superhero parody thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's like a bureaucracy to it all. It's like just really boring. And like, so they kind of bring that stuff out. I love that show. So I like like sort of the... It's kind of dry for me sometimes because I used to... I would borrow any DVDs I could get when I did mm -hmm. security for overnight shifts and my brother gave me some of those and I've watched a couple seasons but when I watched too many episodes back to back I just found yeah. it kind of I don't know blended it, together it's a, a slow burn it's it's for sure a slow burn like the first season honestly kind of sucks like unless you get I don't know I got into it at the right age maybe and, and like, if you get all the references I'm sure it helps yeah so. and there's so many like it's not even just superhero references or stuff like they'll, they'll do like 80s like 80s like goth music references like mm -hmm. they reference all these really specific things um but as that show goes on, it's the world building that's really cool because, like, a character that just, like, walked through the background in season one, all of a sudden in season four is, like, a main antagonist oh, or something. Cool. like, and, Or, like, you've heard, like, a name reference just offhand, and then all of a sudden they bring that character back with, like, a fully fleshed-out backstory and, like... That, I'm a sucker for that. Like the all the world the building are embedded. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like you know, they didn't necessarily plan that, but at one point they're just like, okay, well, we talked about that guy. Like, what would happen if we kind of threw him in with everybody? And like, what do we know?
know about him. And just on, like from a writing standpoint, I find that like super interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. But as far as comics, I was like a I was like a Sunday strip comic kid. Like I was like Calvin and Hobbes and like uh, I don't know um, Farside. I always liked like Bizarro and the the single panel ones. Oh yeah, yeah, those are pretty cool. Like my dad had a bunch of like Herman books when I was a kid. Those are the Herman same. was all right. It's not that great. I, Farside was better. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I should send you uh, Bogart Creek if you don't follow that guy. If no. anyone go check out Bogart Creek. He's I uh, interviewed him and uh, I've actually known him from some weed competition before that. But okay, uh, super nice guy and his stuff makes me laugh so hard and it's always very dark and absurd humor and okay. it's all single panel like far side style uh but yeah cool. anyway you'll like do yourself a, a service by following right. that dude yeah yeah that was more my stuff when i was a kid i think i found like a pile of calvin and Hobbes books in my basement and then i was just like oh this is i don't know what this is but this is amazing and it like took over my life for like a lot of my childhood I liked, like, a few of those, like, Zits I thought was all right. Zits I loved, yeah. Because I started just going, like, that was my kind of, like, instead of, like, going to the comic book shop and getting, like, all the editions of, like, whatever, like, Spider-Man, I was going to, like, chapters and just buying these big collections of, like, random Sunday strips and yeah. stuff. and Which, uh, some way, seems, like, more nerdy in, like, a less cool way or something. Like, it's, like, a little more vanilla, I guess. But uh, I Some of them suck, if you ask me. No, like, absolutely. Actually, I would say, like, at least 50% of those suck. Yeah. Oh, I've gone opinion. back and looked at stuff I loved when I was a kid, and I was like, what was I getting out of this? Like, it's doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, but your tastes change. That's, yeah. that's normal when you're growing up. I still love Calvin and Hobbes, though. I've been, like, very recently actually going on uh, Instagram and finding Calvin and Hobbes, like, pages that just, like, post old strips and stuff. And I'm like, this holds up. Like, it's pretty good. You know what's a good one is uh, Scary Gary. Have you ever seen that one? I don't. That sounds you know, familiar. I think that's what it's called. It's like a a Dracula, and there's always Frankenstein's, and it's okay. all those types of characters. But in a, you've never seen that one, Dad? It's in the Citizen or whatever. One of the newspapers you probably read. I see. There, there's Frank and Stein is a no, strip. That's, not that that's got a Dracula and a no. This Dracula Wolfman. guy, he actually has two Frankenstein's that are like a gay couple that are his neighbors. Oh, okay. No, you've never seen this guy. <laughs> I think he's got a little goblin monster guy who hangs out with him all the time. That sounds too. pretty awesome. I yeah, like that. I'll I think it's that Scary up. Gary. I'm pretty sure. Okay, cool. Um, okay, let's go to another random question. Sure. Uh, you serve bartender. Yeah. You were in the service industry. Uh, so I wanted to know what was the best and or worst tip you've ever got or even just best or worst experience interacting with customers? Yeah. Um, like tip, like tip less than money, not like tip isn't like, Hey, get a new job. Like, Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> I mean, like these are pretty open ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, I'm pretty new, honestly. I only started in August. Um, so I'm pretty new to the service industry. Um, but tips, tips are awesome. That's my first tips job. Besides like I worked at a Tim Hortons when I was younger, but like, that's not the same. You get like a shitty paper bag full of quarters yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. in this like i'm walking away with like what's it, the biggest single tip you ever got um is that a rude task I no i don't know i don't <laughs> care um i think uh i think like just the other night someone just dropped like a 50 dollar bill as a Man. tip which is pretty good and yeah. yeah i mean you know we end up splitting it like me and whoever i'm working with but like Man, you still walk away like it, it's awesome. It's uh, <laughs> do you ever get people who just don't tip at all? Uh, yeah, there's been a bit of that, and like there's people like they'll run up like uh, you know, like two hundred dollar tabs, and then like give you like a couple bucks, and oh. you're just like, and I kind I guess I get it because they're like, well, I'm spending so much money at the bar, and it's like, well, you are, but like it it's still doesn't really the principle, I guess. yeah, and yeah. that's why the, like the percentage of tipping comes, in. and I used to suck at tipping, like not just before I became a bartender, but like I I figured it out a couple of years ago where. I I was like, all right, I got to be a little better about this. Yeah. Uh, someone called me out and I was like, oh, I, I'm just bad at math. 
really is what it comes down to. Like, but uh, I, I saw a thing back in the day that Adam ruins everything guy. He yeah. did one about tipping and saying like how it's it's a ridiculous concept and that it was done because like they couldn't pay their servers back in the 40s or something like yeah. that. So it became this like, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably butchering the explanation, but I remember thinking like, yeah, that's kind of fucked that they just pass the buck to the patron. It's like, yeah. oh, it's your job to pay my employee properly, you know? It's true. And I mean, you do make, like, I think we make less than minimum wage, like, as far as, like, the way we get paid, and then it kind of, like, balances out or whatever. Yeah. Or so. in some cases, some people can crush and, and just destroy and get yeah. more than the average person. If totally. Really but, like, honestly, now that... Uh, I don't know, people are getting more comfortable going out and everyone's like, you know, like we don't really need to do masks anymore. Like we just at Swizzles where I work took down, we had like the plexiglass thing on the stage that came down. We can do dancing now. Mm. Um, you know, it's still, uh, you know, st we'll see if that goes well. See if it lasts, yeah. yeah, exactly. But since that's happening, people are like a little, I think looser with the tips cause they're just having a good time. They're happy yeah. to be there. It's been so long. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm reaping the benefit of that a little bit. And it's also, I only started during the pandemic bartending. So, so you didn't have an exposure to like regular, no, I had no idea. And yeah. like, honestly, the past like two weeks is probably my first experience with like oh, you don't stop. Like, we're just like, go, 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 go. And oh, like shit. before it was a little more chill, but it, it was honestly the perfect way to learn because I got like a little bit of like, I was Slow learning the, up. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and now we're just into it and I, I don't feel overwhelmed. I'm just like, okay, like I know what to do. So we'll just go and. Yeah, yeah. because learning any new job sucks. I hate yeah. that. I hate that experience of being the new guy. Yeah. As soon as someone else gets hired after you, I'm like, okay, I'm not the new guy anymore. It's that fucking Exactly. Guy. And like, I don't know, like you probably relate to this. I think it's probably a comedian thing, but I'm very eager to please. Like I, so I just like, I want to make sure I'm doing everything like to the best of my ability. And like, that's impossible. Like you're not going to not fuck something up when you're the new guy. Like yeah. I fuck actually like early on i uh <laughs> in my first like two weeks i poured someone a shot uh in like a rocks glass of like i don't know it was like a uh, 12 or 13 dollar shot of something like some fairly high-end stuff and uh then later i was going and i was like picking up glassware to like throw out and what i thought was just like melted ice in the glass was the shot that he hadn't finished yet and i just oh, went and like shit. threw it out and he was like what the hell, man? And like freaked out at me. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, so I, <laughs> I felt so bad because I was just like, so anyway, I had to like, I just bought him another one and just like took it, but like whatever. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. So little things like that. I've learned to be a little more like observant when I'm throwing away glassware, I guess. Yeah, you got to take it as it comes. You yeah, know, exactly. any job's going to be like that. So, I, I, you were saying eager to please. I don't feel that I'm like that. If anything, I, I feel like I'm a little bit rebellious when I'm oh, the wow. new guy as like a defensive thing because I hate not, uh, you know, I don't like asking for help a lot. Which yeah. is, I don't know. I'm not like a stubborn dude in general, but like when it comes to being at a new job, I guess I'm just anxious or whatever. And I just mm -hmm. want to like instantly know how to do it and be good at it. And okay. it's unrealistic completely. Yeah. But sometimes you also get people training you that aren't really like very nice. Okay. And they're kind of acting like you're a pain in their ass. Yeah. And sure. that's the worst experience. Cause yeah. then you feel like you're bothering this person the whole time, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, when you're saying it's go, 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 I actually prefer that when I go Me to too. work and there's like nothing to do. That's a nightmare for me. Yeah. I'd rather just be, let's be busy. Let's be distracted. And I'll, oh shit, where did the time go? Yeah, yeah, now it's yeah. time to go home, you know? That is the best. Like I used to work at a gas station in my early twenties and like, it was almost like a cartoon. Like I'd be leaning against uh, leaning against the counter and like bouncing a ball off the wall and catching it for like an hour. Yeah. I would just do that and just like, okay, like there's just nothing to do. Oh dude, yeah. yeah. I did security for 10 years and the same shit. Though sometimes now, like now that I'm doing comedy, I sometimes like, 
I think I would almost benefit from a boring job like that because I would just write the whole time. Like yes. when I was a musician, like again, I was mostly a singer. Uh, so I was just writing lyrics like all day. That's all I did. And it was like pretty productive. Like, so. yeah, if you have a craft or something like when I used to work security that about halfway through my tenure as a security guard, I realized like, oh, I can like paint miniatures while I'm here. Yeah. That I would then sell and make money off oh, of. Hell yeah. So I'm like, I'm making money while I'm making money. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Especially when it's not the best paying job. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, okay. Uh, what's, what's your favorite holiday and why? Oh man, I'm like not a huge holiday guy for some reason. Like they're cool, like whatever. Like I was just on stage on St. Patrick's Day and I was kind of shitting on St. Patrick's Day and they didn't really, the people in the crowd didn't love that. Like someone's like, do you hate the Irish? And I was like, no, I just, (laughs) I was like, I just don't need a day to make me drink like heavily like i've got my demons for that you know what i mean like well, it's just I'm, as silly as the day you're supposed to love your partner more. exactly like, yeah. yeah so i don't know i've never been like a huge sucker for holidays like i like uh, i guess i like christmas um mostly because my my dad really likes it he likes he has his little traditions that he's kind of implemented through my life like i'm an only child too so it's kind of like i guess a big deal for him to have kind of like a traditional day and we do like our special stuff or whatever so yeah that's, that's cool. kind of nice because i can tell how into it he is so uh i like that sort of thing but uh besides that um i guess i when we were coming up with these questions we thought like should we take out christmas and halloween that's what kelly had said because she thought you know those are almost the go-tos yeah yeah make them pick something weird thanksgiving (laughs) or something i mean i do love thanksgiving because i love the meal like i love a big big dirty thanksgiving meal like that's the best uh and bringing it back to my dad again he's like a, a great cook so uh he, uh, I don't know, maybe I missed my parents or something because I haven't seen them in a while, but I'm feeling a little sentimental because, like, right. I love, like, he's it a means big, they're good parents, yeah, and he's a great cook. And, like, one of my, like, kind of favorite, uh, like, sensory memories when it comes to something like Christmas or Thanksgiving is him just, like, being in the kitchen all day cooking, like, a huge meal for everybody. And, mm. uh, I don't know, I just like that feeling of like, I'm whatever in the living room playing video games, but there's just like an entire day's worth of cooking happening like in the other room. And so, yeah, I guess I like it for that reason. Not very funny, but it's a... Uh, <laughs> no, but it's also the, I think Thanksgiving and Christmas and any of those big meals, yeah. they, it's the smells go in your memory Absolutely. in such a strong way too. Absolutely. Not a lot of other holidays, you know. No. Halloween, there's not really a smell for Halloween. Yeah, and I'm, like, the laziest Halloween person. Like, I'll find a costume that's easy, and I'll wear it for, like, seven years. And Well, it's expensive to spend, like, $200 on a fucking costume every year. you got to really be into it. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're, like, like someone who's, like, dedicated their life to cosplay or something. Like, who has all of that stuff all the time? Yeah, exactly. Well, you can go to, like, Value Village or, like, try to go to thrift shops. But really, the best thing is if you can come up with one of those clever like minimalist costume. Yeah. It's just kind of like a wordplay joke or whatever. Oh yeah, for sure. But I don't even do that. Like I, I, someone, I won somewhere one time, like this, uh, skeleton bones onesie. I just wear that. I just wear that. That's I'm good like, enough. Yeah. Though. yeah here we and are. if you want to paint your face white, you can. Yeah. I don't think white face is a thing yet. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. I mean, I have made a dumb joke. I did like a Halloween show at yuck yucks one time and I wore the bones and then I wore like my leather jacket I had my hair down. I was like, Oh, I'm Joey Rabones and got a huge groan from the crowd or whatever. But <laughs> I love it, but I'm a cheesy dad joke kind of guy. Yeah. Oh my God. That's actually, I'm going to remember that later. Before I laugh. <laughs> okay. Here's a weird one. Cool. We're going to play uh, fuck, Mary kill. Oh, hell you guys yeah. know this game, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. I only came up with one, but this is the Muppets edition. Ooh. Okay. So fuck, fuck, Mary kill. Do you know how this works that or no? You're familiar with the game. Okay. I don't, I didn't know how old this game was. <laughs> I don't know. You're older than me. I didn't know if your generation played it. We just wouldn't say fuck. 
What is it? What do you say? Screw. Make love I'll to. I'll make love to. Marry. Oh, yeah. And kill. Okay. <laughs> Um, so let's do Kermit, Gonzo, and Fozzie. I was hoping Gonzo would be in there. Fuck Gonzo for sure because of that nose. <laughs> There's no way like he doesn't know how to use that nose. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, if you're not really into fucking any of them, at least it looks like he'd be the, the quickest one to get off. Yeah. Be like, all right, let's just, I'll rub your nose. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I think, I think the nose would come into play. I think that's interesting. So yeah, we'll fuck Gonzo. It is uh, kind of just there like asking yeah. to be sexualized. <laughs> <laughs> and then... I'll marry Kermit because he's like a stand-up guy. He seems very, <laughs> he seems very committed. He seems very doting. Uh, he's doting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he puts up with Miss Piggy, and she's like, she's not the easiest. Yeah, all you have to do is not be a piece of shit like <laughs> yeah. Miss Piggy to him, not and he'll be like, karate chop oh, your you're husband. You're so nice, yeah, kind. Exactly. That's pretty good. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, kill Fozzie, even though I like Fozzie, but like, I wouldn't be able to live with him forever because he is very annoying, <laughs> and like, he's you not- pick the same ones I would have picked. Okay, for yeah, sure. perfect. Yeah, no one wants to hear. Waka waka, you're <laughs> yeah. like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear Sunday. that during marriage or sex. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's dead, unfortunately. Uh, as much as that went, pretty much how I thought it would. It was still. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, this is a, a weird shift. Well, okay. actually, first I'll start with this one, which is funny. Okay. If you were a food, what food would you be, and why? Ooh, uh, I'll just say spaghetti because I'm lanky. I guess <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that word. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm quick, a little saucy. Ooh. Quick follow up. Do you think buffets will ever make a comeback? Oh. I hope so. There's, there still are some like, are uh, yeah, I, I think cruises kind of came back, right? Yeah. I mean, I've gone pretty recently to the, uh, East India company on, uh, Somerset. They have a great, it's like a help yourself. Yeah. Situation. They've got it going and it's, yeah, okay. I just I try not to think unaware. about it too much and was like, yeah, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know if everything was going to have plexiglass partitions between. Everything, no, it know? all was pretty much the same. I mean, things are, I think things there were always covered anyway. So sneeze guard or elites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything was pretty well covered. You have to lift it up and get it, which I mean, that also is kind of an issue because everyone's touching the same thing, I guess. But. Well, cause Tucker's closed and became a comedy club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is cool. Like I'm yeah. pretty down with that, but yeah, that's a great club too. I, I still haven't been. Yeah. Well, they, uh, you should reach out to uh, Nick Burden cause he's doing, uh, amateur nights every Sunday that oh, are nice. it's kind of the same as like the new talent showcase at Yuck Yucks. He gets cool. like four or five people. And uh, I did it like two weeks ago and it was really fun. Yeah. I don't know him super well, but I've, I've done a couple shows with him and he's always been a nice guy. Yeah, and he's yeah. been very funny. So are you though? We should say that, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if you have any material prepared, but uh, definitely not <laughs> to me. Yeah. Your dad asked me to tell him a joke when we were testing the mics earlier and I it was kind of like, Hey, fuck off. <laughs> well, we used to try to have like a uh, recording of like, I would find a joke I really liked yeah. and, and put it in the sound bank and then we could play it. But oh, cool. like I said, this was kind of last minute, but yeah. I did want to say though, that you, uh, some of the stuff I said to you before we started recording that you were someone uh, like Tavis, people that you meet in the Ottawa comedy community that are just like warm right off the get go. Cool. You've always been like, I don't even think we've hung out or talked that many times, Not but really, every time no. we did, it was always like, you just had a good friendly vibe about oh, you. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, and you, every time I've seen you perform, you made me laugh my ass off. Like, Hell yeah. I'm not just saying that. Uh, to butter your biscuit or whatever, you know, like you fucking. <laughs> well, well, I remember we did a show together at uh, Ralph's, like, like whenever I don't even know, like probably yeah. last year. Yeah, I remember you were really nice to me after that show, and like that—that's not an easy show. <laughs> like that was uh... yet another place I went that didn't have a fucking mic stand. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I man. guess for you, eh, with, with the guitar, guitar and it everything. It always happens. It happened to me at least three times, man. Goddamn. One time, Christabel, uh, which she just like held the mic <laughs> in front of my face, and yeah. like, I, kudos to her. She did the best she could, but it's fucking awkward to try to like, yeah, you know. And and it must have been really, you know, you're sore. Hacking. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Damn. Anyways, um, okay. I want to know um, what do you think is the worst film to watch on a date? 
Oh. Well, I'm... Uh, there's probably a lot. Yeah, there's definitely a lot. First thing popping into my mind, because I was just talking about this movie with someone the other day, is probably Requiem for a Dream. Um, because, That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because I watched that movie once, and I don't think I ever need to see it again. Like, I liked it. It is a movie you need to see once, and then you never want to see it again. It's a lot. Like, yeah. I watched it with, like, two of my friends, like, years ago, and after it ended, we were all, like, kind of silent, and I was like, all right, well guess I'm just gonna go home like I <laughs> don't really know what to do with myself and I just like felt weird for like five days it really stuff. yeah it's, it takes something out of you man the end is so intense just like three horrible things happening back to back to back like yeah. over and over and you're just like holy fuck it's about the build-up too though yeah it's it's like a, a cancer that grows <laughs> yeah the movie. absolutely and it's done so well and the performances are so strong oh yeah oh man but uh, so that one would probably be a horrible one to watch on a date um I'm not really good like because I know, I, I guess a lot of times when you're, like, like courting somebody and, like, watching movies and stuff, it's not usually, like, about the movie. You're, like, watching it and you start talking about stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of have this, like, focus prop. Like, I need to watch the movie. I don't really want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to watch the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. I really, I really like zoning in. Oh, of course. I mean, theater is kind of the best way because, like, you can't really talk in the theater. So, that, that's kind of... Because yeah, if they're talking in the theater, you're like, I this don't gonna think we work. can be friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Because I'm sort of the one, like, I've definitely, I'll do the passive-aggressive thing if I'm watching something, and then they start saying something. I just pause it and kind of give them, I'm like, okay, so what did you need to say? Oh, All right, now back shit. to the, I don't know. I just, I'm bad for talking a little bit when, really? we're at, when we're at home, like, just if it's me and my partner, yeah. you know. Well, I don't know. Again, like, not that I do too much of this, but I, I went to school for script writing. And, like, one thing that almost, like, took me out of it, out of wanting to pursue that, was like, nobody fucking pays attention to anything. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm gonna put all this time and effort into writing like a movie or a TV show so someone can like fucking play solitaire on their phone while it's on there and they're missing yeah. all the little details. And like, even my girlfriend now will be watching something and you know, we're like eating food and I'll just notice that she's like looking down to like get her bite of food. And I'm like, you're missing the, the visual gag or the visual detail or whatever. And so I'm a little bit of uh, I guess a dick when it comes to that stuff. Sounds but, like you're a, a cinephile. I, I don't know. Little, I wouldn't say I have like the best taste in movies all the time, but I, uh, you like to immerse yourself in the experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I don't know, something I've been made fun of in a lot of relationships for saying is like, Hey, somebody worked really hard on this. <laughs> and like, it is like, it's like, okay, pump the brakes, but I don't know. It's true. Like, <laughs> Do you know them personally? <laughs> I just like, I feel like so much work goes into a TV show or a movie from so many angles. You know, you got like, there's like sometimes hundred people working on this thing, yeah. right? And for someone to just be like have it on in the background while they're taking a shit is like kind of <laughs> insulting. <laughs> That's I mean I put stuff on the background for my dog sometimes because yeah. she likes the like the noise, oh, but I usually sure. put like Jimmy Fallon or some like yeah, yeah, random yeah. ass you know clips. Yeah, oh, look, I'm not saying I don't put stuff on in the background or don't go on my phone when watching stuff, but like if there's like a new movie I really want to watch, like I really really want to experience it. So, yeah, no, yeah. no, I totally respect that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's. Are you going to watch the Oscars? See, that's another where I'm kind of full of shit. I'm not like an Oscars guy. I don't, I don't know. I feel like anyone gives a shit about the Oscars. I don't know. I've never they're, known. They're it. trying to do a big comeback this year, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've got three female comedians as the host. Okay. And stuff like that. So hopefully, yeah, but in the end, isn't it like all the people voting are still a bunch of rich white guys for the most part? Yeah, and I've heard there's a little, like, the voting is like a little, like, tilted, right? Or I, I don't know. That's I don't why know. everyone, I got the gist that most of Hollywood was pulling away from these awards things because they weren't fully representative of, yeah. you know, yeah, but, but because that. of that, 
the shows are really changing, I think. I mean, they are getting a lot more diverse, as is well, Hollywood. That is, that and is I, interesting. I think yeah. it'll come back. Yeah. Well, I just remember the time that... Uh, yeah, I would say I hope it does in a way because I do like the institution. I think I think old-fashioned stuff is yeah. kind of cool like that, the history of it or whatever. But uh, I remember when they said they were going to euthanize... Not euthanize it. <laughs> euthify uh, it. And then they had... Um, I guess they ended up kind of euthanizing it, though. Uh, Anne Hathaway and James Franco, and it was kind of like a shit show, and everyone thought it kind of sucked, and it was supposed to be the cool year. Like, yeah. Yeah. But after the last couple of years, I think everyone's ready to party and to have fun yeah, again. Fair, and stuff yeah. like that, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it because, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, and yeah, like you said, with everything sort of coming back, hopefully, um, yeah, I, I think people are a little more willing to second chances. Yeah, exactly. And experience things that maybe they weren't before. Or... Bill Cosby's new special is going to be <laughs> yeah, out next exactly. year. No. <laughs> He's teaming up with Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> they do like a bump and mic style thing, but oh, it's just, just horrible. I guess throwing Louis C.K. in with Bill Cosby is maybe a little, a little bit different. A little harsh. Sure, yeah. Yeah. They're in a little different laneways there. But. Yeah. Anyways, Jesus. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, here's a, uh, another random one. Cool. What do you think is the most badass dinosaur? Oh, damn. These are very random. I no, I, <laughs> that's okay. I like this. Because um, I will say, I <laughs> one of my biggest fears is like, Jurassic Park actually happening. Mm. I know it sounds stupid, but like there's enough eccentric billionaires out there in the world. Like you don't think Jeff Bezos has thought about it, you know? <laughs> like probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, there's some team trying to do the mammoth in the next six years or something they said. Well, that's horrifying to me. Yeah, because then I don't know. It's just I, I just think I think it's sort of plausible in a crazy way. And uh, so that's always kind of freaked me out. Um and I'm scared of birds, just in general. I'm scared of birds, and there's a bird connection to dinosaurs. And to me, the pterodactyl is the most terrifying dinosaur. Mm. That scene, and I think it's Jurassic Park 2, where they're in, like, the pterodactyl cage, and it comes, like, walking on its wings uh. through the fog. Always scares the shit out of me. But the badass one, I would say, uh, mm. oh, what's it even called? The one with, like, the... It's not the stegosaurus, is it? That has, like, the spiky tail and the spikes down its back or whatever. I think that guy's pretty I was thinking Ankylosaurus. There's, Ankylosaurus has the big spiky ball on the end of his tail. And just an armor shell. Okay, yeah. that's what I was, yeah. was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a tank with a weapon. Yeah. Out of all of them, that's what I was going to say. Oh, that's weird. Crazy. Yeah, well, yeah. And Archaeopteryx I always thought was cool because that one's more bird than dinosaurs. Well, that's the crossover. Like that. That's one of the ones that had... A hybrid kind of? First had some feathers, you know? Yeah. I thought they're saying a lot of them had feathers now and that they well, may have to retroactively yeah, change a lot of that. Yeah, because it keeps changing, right? As yeah. they learn more and, and yeah. get more examples Even like of ra raptors, I think, had like well, feathers yeah. to say. Yeah. I mean, birds are... Often called raptors, right? Yeah. The birds of prey, are they not? The birds of prey, yeah, yeah are, are so, raptors, yeah. I was I doing know. a show like a couple of weeks ago. I think it was that same St. Patrick's Day show. And there was a guy in the crowd who, I don't remember how it came up, but it was about like when he gets high, he sits around and makes pterodactyl noises. <laughs> And, and like, as Sounds I was kind very of annoying, yeah, yeah. That's sort of what I said to him. I was like, I don't want to ever get high with you. And then I was like, also like, <laughs> none of us know what that sounds like. Yeah, well, true. you're just making weird noises. And yeah, like they could have just been like, ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anytime you see like a colorized dinosaur too, it's the same deal. Like yeah. they, they might've all been gray, you know, totally. yeah. boring ass. Yeah. Really matte. <laughs> <laughs> I do find dinosaurs like fascinating though. And that's like, I don't know, it's kind of like hack, I guess. But when I was a kid, that was like my first like uh, reason to question religion where you hear like 
first thing was Adam and Eve, but then you hear first thing was dinosaurs. And it's like, well, things aren't really lining up here. Yeah, like definitely. Well, and you'll get the creationists that'll say that all dinosaur bones were planted. Yeah, exactly. By archaeologists. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> yeah. So you won't trust bones and DNA, but you will trust just old books written by fallible men. <laughs> like, about stories that clearly, you're going to trust that all of humanity is essentially inbred? Yeah, exactly. I don't like, I prefer dinosaurs, thank <laughs> yeah, you. absolutely. You know, I don't know. That's I, I, get, I think those are meant to be symbolic. I don't think that we should uh, abolish scriptures and, and stuff. No. I think everything has stuff you can take from it. Yeah. But I wish people weren't so literal with yeah. any religion. It's so clearly like metaphors and, and morals and stuff, and right? And they have so much in common, all the different religions, yeah. but they, they tend to focus and fixate on the things that they don't share in common. Yeah, you know? exactly. Ugh, yeah. You know, like you can't, well, that's a nice segue because I did want to know how you felt about spirituality and, and the afterlife, but I'm guessing you're atheisty. Um, I guess. I, I don't really subscribe to like any like label with it, I guess, because I just don't like invest enough time into looking into any of it. So, uh, and then at the same time, it's like people get mad at people for being, you know, way too religious. And it's like, well, why is the opposite of that also being like, too committed to another thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm going to be like, I, I was fine. Like, I know it's not religion, but I always find nihilism kind of funny. Cause it's like, I don't believe in anything except for believing in nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, no, okay, well, <laughs> but, That's uh, hilarious. so, okay. Thanos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think that no one really knows what's happened or what's happening or what's going to happen or anything like that. So, as far as spirituality, like, I guess I kind of believe in reincarnation to a point. Like, I don't think it's like, now you're a dog, but like, like I the force kind of. Exactly. Like, I think yeah. it's like, um, uh, you know, like a redis redistribution of like your energy and atoms. But and any like, sentience you carried is now. It's yeah. Dispersed. Yeah. You, yeah. You have no ego anymore. Or does right? that sentience go somewhere else? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But I do think that it's sort of like, okay, whatever was like held together to make like David or Oliver is now thrown in a bunch of different directions. And now like maybe part of you is like a fucking blade of grass and part of you is a dog or part of you is whatever. Part of you is in another dimension. I don't know. Like, well, the true argument is does consciousness and consciousness end when your brain ends. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess no one really knows. No, it <laughs> feels like it would. Like we were kind of talking about before where it's just like, well, I don't remember. I don't remember the before me. So I'm not going to be conscious of the after me either. Probably. Right. So, but, I mean, sometimes you can have experiences in life that seem like you're having some sort of like, connection to the yeah. other side. Oh, I don't sure. know if you've ever had an experience like that yourself, like somebody that died or like one of those eerie moments where yeah. you're like, okay, what? that's a little too... Yeah, know. I mean, I was really, uh, I really loved like supernatural stuff when I was a kid. So Same I was here. really into like ghosts and Ouija boards and stuff mm. like that. And seance. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember <laughs> when my grandfather died, like I used to, I mean, I think I was just young, but I used to think I could like communicate with him sort of I'd be like yeah if I really like focus in I feel like I can like talk with him but I was probably just like more of like a coping thing really. wishful thinking yeah of, maybe yeah. yeah but I used to I used to literally think just like <laughs> I was it was almost like selfish like I would just be like okay uh the traffic light is taking forever like do can you help me out? <laughs> and then it would like, like turn. Like he's just sitting around in heaven. Like, yeah, yeah I'll press this button. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like stupid shit like that. But yeah. it is kind of like, I mean, even praying, I guess, is somewhat selfish because it's like, if you believe there's some sort of omnipotent being that's created and, and 
tending to everything at the same time. I feel like you probably shouldn't pray unless it's an emergency. Yeah, exactly. I had, a, I was trying to write a joke about that, about like my grandmother told me she prays for me every single day. Don't like, waste this time. Like, first of all, leave Jesus alone. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't need to hear about your grandson. Cause, and that's probably what all of it is. It's just a bunch of grandmothers worrying about their grandchildren to like some being or whatever, if yeah. that was a thing. But uh, that's what it was like in uh, Bruce Almighty. Oh, yeah. When he becomes God, like, because Morgan Freeman's like, you think it's that easy? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do a good Morgan Freeman unless I really get into it. But I appreciate anybody trying any yeah. impression, Wait, well, honestly. I can, I'll try it again. Wait. You you think it's so easy? No, that <laughs> it got terrible. worse. That it actually terrible. got worse. It got worse. <laughs> God damn it. I've done a good Morgan Freeman in the past, too. It's on the spot, you know. Andy Dufresne. I don't know. Yeah, I can't, yeah, you I gotta, can't yeah. do it. <laughs> You, no, I'm not even going to try <laughs> That was like Bane almost. <laughs> okay. I was born with freckles. Oh, you man. Yeah, I give up. To them. Yeah, I, I give up on that. <laughs> oh, you're killing me here, man. Okay, well, I actually skipped past one thing I wanted to ask when I was asking about the worst film for a date. Okay. Um, what would be the worst film to be adapted into a porno? Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, that had like it kind of is porno yeah. And um, now, um, <laughs> Saving uh, Private Ryan. No. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a guy you always hear like Shaving Ryan's Privates or whatever. They probably have done it. Yeah. yeah. I assume there's probably. I bet you could find a lot of movie. I remember seeing. Uh, that's like, probably how they weigh it. Like if you can, if the title's good enough. Yeah. We'll make it work. It's all based around puns. They're like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. But like Schindler's Fist. That's yeah, another one. Yeah. yeah. I saw one time uh, like an ad or something for like a Seinfeld porno parody. And I was like, who wants that? It's like. <laughs> uh, What's the deal with orgasm? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. This penis is making me thirsty. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what would be a. Good, bad porn adaptation. I like probably like any kids movie, right? I'm like still thinking about the Seinfeld. Porn. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm gonna come, Jerry. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm really trying to get the impersonations out today. Yeah, and Kramer doesn't put it in; he just like bursts into you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I bet they did not put as much thought as we are right now into that. Kramer has to come like that. Just like, yeah, that, yeah, that thing he does there. Yeah, you know? exactly. Oh god, that's awesome! But yeah, uh, any any kids movie would be the worst possible, like a Barney porn parody or something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah, I wasn't even gonna go there. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like I wasn't answering the question. I was trying to. Get it's anything. a weird question. Like I said, I had to think outside the box. I didn't know that yeah. much about you, and uh, I don't know you too well. So that's fine. These fun ones are kind of kind of the way to go sometimes. Yeah, I'm into it, man. I think we did most of it though. Honestly, yeah. I think. Uh, we went through it, yeah. So oh. Dad's already said his thing, so we'll wrap it up. The season three question is uh, what? It's kind of a two-parter. What was your dream job, or what would your dream job be, rather? And if that's too hard to answer, then what did you want to be when you were growing up? Yeah, I mean... Maybe they're both the same, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. When I was younger, I definitely wanted to be like a, like a professional musician. That was like the goal. Um, that is no longer the goal at all. Um, cause I just, now I just prefer comedy. I would love to make a living doing comedy. Like I don't care about like, you know, I don't even care about Netflix specials or any of that shit. It's just like, if I could just 
tell comedy most of the week and live off of that, that would be fantastic. But when I was a kid, it was definitely like, I want to be a rock star and I want to blah, blah, blah. Even from childhood? Yeah. Well, as soon as it became, well, no, actually, you're, that's true. Because I didn't get into music till I was like 13. I didn't really give a shit. You're right. You're right. That actually was later. I would say uh, I wanted to be a cartoonist, actually. Cool. Because again, I was really into like the Sunday strip I've seen some stuff. of your drawings on Instagram, actually. Yeah. I, I still dick around with it a little bit. Nice. Um, yeah. I like doing kind of weird, dark, cartoony stuff. Um, it's been kind of compared to like, I don't know, like the, like Invader Zim kind of style oh, right, type right. thing. Like, um, for some reason, everything I draw always looks like it's in pain or screaming. I don't know <laughs> what that's probably from my emo music days as a kid yeah, or whatever. That's just your style. That's cool though. Yeah. So I always sort of thought I wanted to be a cartoonist, but I could never think of any like good concepts though. I guess when I was in elementary school, I would like draw, uh, you know, these like five or six page comic books and I'd like sell them for like, you know, 25 cents or whatever. My cool. dad had a photocopier in the basement. I'd photocopy a bunch and sell them at school and stuff. So that's pretty rad. Yeah. So I guess I was pretty into that. And I did that too, like drawing comics, but I never thought to try to sell them to my classmates. Oh, yeah. My dad's an entrepreneur. I think that's like built into me <laughs> right a little bit, or he probably told me to do it. I don't even know. Cool. But, uh, what kind of work does he do? Um, he's or like, a, he do? yeah, he still works. He's like a franchisee guy. So, uh, from the time I was born, he was getting into uh, subways. He brought like the first subways to the East coast and stuff. Oh, cool. He was doing that forever. Uh, then he got out of that. Then he was doing, um, he had curves for women fitness centers when that was like the new fad, when like all female gyms were a thing. He was like at some conference and someone's like, this is the next thing. And he's like, all right. So he tried it out. It was like a hit until it wasn't. And uh, he, he got in, he got in and out like the perfect time. Oh, nice. He's kind of got, he's one of those guys who's like got like a horseshoe up his ass sort of thing. Like, I mean, I don't want to take away from like also his skill as a businessman. <laughs> like he, he knows. No, no, but like sometimes things work out the right yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like he did that. And then now he has a bunch of uh, Papa John's pizzas uh, on the East coast as well. So hmm. that's what he's doing until he probably retires in like five years. So yeah, businessman. I don't know. And I'm like the least business savvy guy ever. Like besides selling 25 cent comic books. Like I, <laughs> I don't That's know. Ended for you. Yeah, pretty much. Like I got a little bit of, I, I think I have a bit of a marketing brain, but I have like no follow through with it. I'm like, this is a good idea. Anyway, like yeah, I hope <laughs> someone else builds it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Shit. But yeah, as far as the overall question, I guess I wanted to be a bit of a cartoonist and everything I've always wanted to do is the stuff that is uh, hard to be successful at pretty much. Cause yeah, like yeah. cartoonist, art musician, comedian. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, art, art stuff. But that's what I've always been driven towards and stuff like I like the artistic side of stuff so and it's always cool you see a lot of people that are artistic just kind of across the board which you seem to qualify you know yeah, like, I mean you as well right like music and comedy and everything and, oh, and I like to paint only mainly miniatures but I, I do some sculpting with that too yeah, like very very tiny sculpting but yeah uh, you know yeah I, I would say I'm inclined yeah artistically as well for sure I a lot of comedians are like and I actually think that's such a like uh, benefit getting into comedy is having having like an experience with another passion before. Because mm -hmm. you see people that like found comedy and didn't really have anything before, and then sometimes they can be like a little too intense. Like they, if something doesn't go right, they're like they freak out, and I'm like. Look, I've bombed on stage long before I became a comedian. <laughs> I was yeah, bombing yeah. on stage with music for years. I was not getting the things I wanted while seeing other people get things I wanted years before this. Like I, I've had time to like adjust to that. So I can kind of manage expectation a little bit better, I think. So, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about this the other day that I, I got lucky that my parents really pushed me to do public speaking like in oh, school cool. when I was young. So in grade six, I made it to like the board finals. Oh, wow. Um, which, yeah, you got to beat your school and then beat 
the regional zone you're in and then get to like I guess what it was, Ontario or whatever it was. I don't know. But uh, I did a speech about the heart, the human heart. That was the first one. Oh, wow. And then in grade eight, I think I made it to the regionals or something. But that was uh, on cloning. So okay. I think they were both just impressed because I memorized a bunch of scientific words. Yeah, and I yeah. delivered it in a manner that seemed like I knew what the fuck I was talking about, which yeah, I yeah. probably didn't. <laughs> and my dad had given a lot of speeches through his job. So, yeah. But looking back now, I go like, oh, shit, that's probably why I was never really that well, I, I do get nervous, but you know, like I, I was always, I guess, feeling that call to go back yeah. to like finding an audience. And it's funny. Cause like, I like with me, I did kind of have a public speaking, uh, intimidation. If it was something like that, like giving like, um, a speech in class or whatever. Book report or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I really, had, my comfort zone is if I'm in control of what it is. So like I'm singing my songs, I'm telling my jokes. Like if I had to go and just like, even now, like give a report on something, I'd probably be insanely nervous. Cause like I'd have to memorize I think you it. would make it your own because you've done comedy At this long point, enough. Yeah. yeah. You would probably like pepper it in with like, Oh, make it fun you know like. <laughs> yeah yeah i probably would try to but yeah if i had to just give like a bland ass like board meeting yeah here's the presentation say reports or whatever yeah. i just picked through i wouldn't letters. i wouldn't be able to retain it is the problem like i was so bad in school because i didn't care about anything mm. i have like a pretty good like uh, memorization skill but only if i care about what i'm trying to remember i can't just plug stuff in and keep it there. So. I think that's so many people. And I think that's what's like ed the education system did wrong. Absolutely. Is just to think that everybody is like cookie cutter. Yeah. The same. There are fundamentals that are good. Like yeah. you should make kids get exercise every day and shit sure. like that. But yeah, it sucks because it's probably just a lack of funding, right? Like to try and give hands-on learning for each different, how do you learn? You know, yeah. like that's, that's kind of, that, that's the problem, right? Because like, I agree that they're not doing it right, but I don't know how you would do it right. Yeah, like, it'd it's be easy so to just hard. say, this is flawed, but like, okay, you come up with a solution that doesn't <laughs> yeah. cost insane amounts of money and, exactly. and a huge workforce, you know? Exactly. So I don't know. And like in my school, I didn't like creativity was not, um, they didn't put a lot of focus on that. Like they like would routinely take money from the arts programs to put into the sports programs and mm. stuff like that. And no one really gave a shit. I know our music teacher, like he put his own money into like supplying a lot of cool equipment. And so he'd get like MIDI keyboards and like good oh, microphones nice. and stuff like, Cause he thought it was cool, but like they were, they were doing nothing for it. So he was like, well, fuck, I guess I'll sink some money in. And that's probably a common story where they're redirecting funds. Yeah. It depends on the school, I guess. But. Well, I, my high school it, later a year before my principal was supposed to retire. This was long after I was gone. It turned out he was uh, redirecting funds in a lot of ways. Um, oh, shit. yeah. And like paying, uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly the story, but yeah, he was basically, um, he got caught for, yeah, putting money where it wasn't supposed to go. Oh, and not like hookers or something? Or like no, no, no. <laughs> like he was taking it or he was giving it to like, I think like his wife. There was some weird thing uh, going on. Some special fund on the side. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then basically they were like, all right, well, either we can pursue this legally or you retire a year early. And he's like, all right, peace out. So Good call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, shit. That's probably the best thing to do in that situation. Yeah. If they're giving you that out, yeah. you're lucky, really. So I'll have to say I didn't have the best high school experience because it wasn't necessarily the best high school. So, yeah, well, I wasn't a big sports guy either. And yeah. I, I was lucky enough to have arts stuff like I had. I was in band grade seven and eight. I played mm -hmm. clarinet and bass clarinet. And that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. Different different side of music. You know, yeah. the well, even like the creative side, I didn't feel besides music. I wasn't really uh, offered a lot of encouragement. Like I remember mm -hmm. like art class, like I don't want to draw a bowl of fruit. Like, again, it goes to the retention thing too. Like if I'm not interested in it, I can't just force myself. So yeah. like we'd be doing stuff in art class and like, 
I am like, I'm a pretty good artist, but the things they were asking me to do, I couldn't really put myself into. I remember one art teacher sort of tried. He was like, all right, bring me like a sketchbook of some of your stuff and we'll figure out something for you to do. And I showed him and he's like, why are they all screaming? Like he just like didn't get it. He knew nothing to do. He was just like, I don't like this basically. Oh, and man. I was like, oh, this is not helping either. <laughs> like you- it's crazy how bad experience with a teacher can totally sour you on like a subject. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I don't speak French at all anymore. I was on the course to be speaking French. I took immersion in like grade seven and eight even yeah. and grade nine. I just had the worst, worst teacher. Ugh. And she made me like hate, not hate the language, but like made me just be like, okay, next year I'm not taking French for sure. I cannot yeah. handle even the chance of getting her again. And yeah, absolutely. Never looked back. Yeah. So, but my kids luckily are uh, bilingual. That's good. Yeah. I did it for, because again, for, on the East coast, like we're, uh, it's incredibly bilingual over there. We got oh, like cool. Acadians like yeah, all yeah. over the place. Um, so yeah, I took French immersion from grade one to eight. And then I just stopped because again, I'm horrible at math. Uh, and Same I was like, here. math does well, not need to be harder than it already is. Like, I don't need, you know, the day it's not that different in French, but you know, there's different term terminology. They use like stuff. a comma instead of a decimal point. Yeah. yeah like that. There's just enough that stuff. That drove me insane. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I still suck at math so bad. I was just like, I just, I just needed this to be as easy as possible. So I think now I suck at math because, uh, I have not done it unless yeah. I absolutely have to. But in high school, I was actually good at math, but I fucking hated the experience. Okay. Like, I, I couldn't say I was bad at it because when I asserted myself and took the time and learned, yeah. I always, like, did well. But mm -hmm. it was, like, just so... I could, I could make it happen. Yeah, I had a couple teachers that were able to make it happen for me sometimes. Like, I actually had this really interesting teacher. In my high school, he was the science teacher, but then... Uh, I did summer school like every year of school and uh, he was the math teacher in summer school. And the reason was, is he was, uh, he was dyslexic oh. and he actually had learned like he, he became so good at math because he was so bad at math because of his dyslexia that he was able to like learn all the like tricks to like figure it out. Crazy. And he ended up being like a, a professor at one point teaching math teachers how to teach math essentially. Even though he was dyslexic. That's yeah, because crazy. he, because he mastered it. Like he, cause you hear like, that sometimes about dyslexia, you can almost, it can almost become like a superpower if you kind of like wrap your head around it properly. So well, I'd say there's also the argument that just any sort of disability, if you want to call it that there's those people that rise to the challenge. Yeah. It's like the guy who can't use his legs, but he has the hugest arms you've ever <laughs> yeah, seen exactly. and he can walk around like, you know, or whatever else, you know, people who just refuse. They're yeah. like, nope not going to let this be a hurdle for me and no, kudos to those people. That's amazing. Exactly. And like, he was one of the only people that ever made it kind of like work for me. Cause he said, he's like, look in whatever way this doesn't make sense to you. I promise you it has not made sense to me in like 11 different ways. And he's so, like so, so much empathy there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th that was the thing. He wasn't like, why don't you get it? He's like, look, I, I get not getting it. And he would like, kind of help you figure it out. Yeah. And it was funny. Cause I remember one year, uh, right at the end of the summer, I guess he was at the school helping get like the schedules ready for the next year. And he, he called me like personally and he was like, Hey, uh, I'm going through these schedules and, uh, you're signed up for intensive math and that can't be right. <laughs> and I was just like, no, that's like, not right for the support. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was like, again, I didn't even take offense to it. Cause like he knew, like he knew my issues with it and he knew yeah. I could do it, but he knew I couldn't like, I didn't want to be in intensive math. So he was like, yeah, this doesn't look right to me. I just wanted to double check. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Get me the fuck out of there. So Damn. yeah. My math teacher in high school, one of them, his name was Shannon. I always thought it was kind of a, Oh yeah. Interesting name for a dude. Yeah. It is. And like the only way that I think, it, I mean, 
no one would pick on him, I would hope, but let's be real. Yeah. Someone probably did when he was younger. But the dude was like 6'5 and had a giant scar on his <laughs> cheek. I think he t- used to tell people he fought a polar bear or some oh, shit like uh, that. But yeah, you wouldn't mess with that, Shannon. The only male Shannon I know, he's actually the main one of the main comedy bookers in Moncton. He had the only club, which he just shut down because of COVID, but now he's doing a production company. Um, his name's Shannon, and same thing. He's like a he's a pretty burly dude. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't fuck with Shannon. So oh, and Shannon Hoon from uh, oh yeah, from Blind, Blind Melon. Melon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though one. he wasn't necessarily like an intimidating guy. He's, he was a little like scrawny and whatever. But yeah, yeah. Blind Melon was awesome though. I uh, I re- feel like they only ever played the one song on the radio. <laughs> no, for sure. But like, I don't even like that album. I like the next album, Soup. That album is amazing. There's, I've never really like listened to a ton of their stuff. Uh, me and Tavis actually have bonded over uh, particularly that Blind Melon album a lot. It's uh, it's yeah. I don't know if you ever. Looking for something out. now, yeah, yeah. Soup by Blind Mountain. It's a good one. Yeah, sometimes I uh, try to find stuff to listen to at work, and I always end up listening to the same albums yeah, I always of course, listen to. Of you course. Know, I'm at that point in my life. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, at least I know that I like what I've heard from them, so I'll yeah. definitely check it out. Right on, man. Uh, well, I guess that's it. I got nothing else for notes. Hell yeah. It was a good time, man. Yeah, man. Thanks High for fives. having me. High fives. Oh, I always forget it's hard to reach across <laughs> the table. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. Cheers.